Well, welcome to this week's Q on Q. Don't forget, we're now on Instagram. We invite you to give us a follow at Q on Q. We'll be posting info about upcoming episodes, surveys, and contests as well. So join in on the fun and give us a follow. We're uh, giving away free coffee right now. So go out and uh, check it out. It's just till the end of this week if you're hearing this uh, the week this podcast is released. So check it out again. That's Q on Q on Instagram. Many years ago, there was an emperor who had no children and needed to choose a successor. And thousands of children from across the land came to the palace. The emperor said he was going to choose one of them to be his successor. But first, he gave them a challenge. He gave each of them a seed. They were to go home to their villages, plant the seed in a pot, and take care of it for a year, and then return with what had grown. One little boy watered his plant every day, but it never grew, while everyone else's seemed to grow into beautiful plants and trees and shrubs and flowers. And a full year went by, and boys all from around the land brought back their plants for the emperor to see. All of the boys had beautiful plants and laughed at the boy whose didn't grow. The emperor went to that little boy and asked what happened, and he told him how he tended to it every day, but it just never grew. That was when the emperor announced to the crowd that all of the seeds he had given out were boiled so they wouldn't grow. And yet, only one pot was barren. All but that one boy tried to be dishonest, doing what they could to put on the best display, even if it wasn't the true one. Only one boy did exactly what he was asked, stayed in truth, and returned in honesty. And he was chosen as the next leader. You see, integrity and courage won out in this situation and were more important values for leadership than the proud displays of so many who tried to get ahead by being fake or following a path that was untrue. Integrity is defined as the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles or moral uprightness at all times. Are you displaying moral integrity at all times, both in the public eye and out of it? What do you do? How do you react and respond when somebody puts your integrity in doubt? Well, we're going to talk about both of those things today. The topic of integrity has been weighing on my heart lately. In my life, I've always tried to do the right thing. My integrity has always been one of the values that is most important to me. And I'm not perfect, but I've tried always to be honest, true, and morally upright in my words, thoughts, and actions. In my job, I'm always reflecting on ways I can teach better and smarter. I have a mission statement posted in my classroom where I try to put my integrity on display, and it says this, I am providing the best possible learning opportunity by being genuine in character and actions, accepting of abilities, beliefs, and opinions, and excited about what I do. And I hope that's an accurate display of who I am. In my interactions with other people, I try to run everything I say and do through a moral compass and filter. In my friendships, I value people who have a clear sense of what is right and live by that sense. We are reminded in Philippians 4.8 the importance of walking a life with integrity. It says this in the Amplified Version. Finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things, center your mind on them, and implant them in your heart. 
For many years, though, I have to be honest, what truly drove me was a sense of insecurity. I wanted to make sure that everybody was happy and always asked myself, okay, if something didn't go right, what could I have done for it to be better, even if it wasn't my fault? For the longest time, I always had on the forefront of my thoughts, will others see me as a good person? And yes, this insecurity led to positive behavior since I always strive to prove goodness over and over again. But underneath those positive behaviors, for a very long time, there was really a constant buzz of self-doubt. Yes, me, Mr. Positivity, doubted myself. And I haven't really told a whole lot of people that, and it's really something hard for me to admit. I never saw myself as someone who doubted myself, but I knew in reflecting on my integrity and actions in that way, that's exactly what I was doing. But to be fair, I also felt that there was some unfair stereotyping of what being a good person was supposed to be in my personal life, professional life, and even church life. Good people are often expected to be nice, accommodating, to smooth over the rough edges, and behaviors or actions that fall outside of that norm even a little bit were often subject to questioning, pushback, and even sometimes hostility from others. The biggest issue with this, and I think one of the major problems many of us face in evaluating our own integrity and worth, is that our definition of integrity relies primarily on outside opinion and makes us feel like we constantly have to prove it. I've learned that it's very harmful to allow others to define or approve of your integrity. Let me revisit that definition from earlier. Integrity is defined as the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles and moral uprightness. Integrity is us being true to ourselves and to what we believe in. Yeah, it's human nature to want or even seek approval from people whose opinions we value, whether it's friends, family, or colleagues, but how do we know when we have allowed the opinions of others to be more valued than our own and that of our Heavenly Father who created us? Let's be certain, though, not to mix up self-worth and integrity. As a Christian, I define self-worth as having confidence that I am who God says I am and being proud of my integrity or how I choose to live my life by moral standards. There have been so many verses in the scriptures I've relied on related to integrity and when others question it especially in the past few years. One that has been my go-to, though, is Isaiah 54, 17. I shared this last episode. It says this in the Amplified Version. No weapon that is formed against you will succeed, and every tongue that rises against you in judgment you will condemn. This, peace, righteousness, security, and triumph over opposition, is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me, says the Lord. Integrity is commonly defined as doing what's right, even when no one else is watching. However, there's one thing you must define before you can define integrity, and that's defining what right means to you. Think about a time when you felt particularly proud of how you handled a difficult situation. Maybe it was even in a moral gray area, but you had to take action, even if you felt pulled in multiple directions. What was your gut feeling in that situation? How did you feel after you made the decision you made? Did your decision sit right with you? Notice, I didn't ask if you felt good about your decision. Was there anything about your decision and your action that didn't satisfy your definition of integrity or that didn't align with your values? Perhaps even harder than that, though, is knowing that you have a clear definition of what integrity means to you. 
but then your integrity gets questioned by others. Having your integrity questioned by others can be a horrible experience. It might feel like your value as a person is even in question. It could be something as simple as a comment that's made or maybe being rejected by a friend group or something even as severe as reality being skewed and lies being concocted. Sometimes it can be sincere and honest actions in the realm of your integrity that have been mistaken, misinterpreted, which leads to others forming an opinion or even creating a lie that was never an honest representation of your integrity. Here's what's most important here. We must try to separate our reaction to others' judgment from our assessment of who we are or how we handle a situation. In one sense, it can be helpful to take others' opinions into account when reflecting on a tough situation. However, it can be detrimental if you value those opinions above your own moral compass. If you constantly feel you have to prove your integrity to others, it's easy to become exhausted. And knowing your definition of right will help you feel like you don't take a hit every time somebody questions your integrity. Here's something that's a bit deeper and a lot more personal to me. How do you repair deeper harm or recover from a very hurtful attack on your integrity? For me, and I'm sure many Christians, this is a very personal issue. Over the past several years, I've gone through major attacks on my integrity that have included serious stretching of the truth and, to be honest, mostly fabrication, jealousy, and even downright lies about my moral fibers. I've been called names and accused of being and saying and doing things that anyone who knows me is an outright lie. Yes, it happens to everybody, but yet it happens and it continues to happen. There are days, for me, it doesn't feel so good knowing that there's people out there that talk about you and say things and make accusations that are hurtful. In today's society, integrity is most often questioned when it's either misunderstood or, to be honest, stereotyped. So how do you repair the harm that others have done to your integrity? Well, first for me, it was developing an attitude that to be honest, I really don't care about what other people think of me or what they believe about me. I do care that I am a shining example of God's love and hope that the world sees the work he has done in me. But if people want to call me names or say things about me, I can't let that sit in as me feeling less about myself. The biggest thing that I found helps me in any situation like this is to return to my definition of integrity. I revisit it often to reassure myself that I'm grounded in my values. I've also found in many of the situations that involve attacks on integrity, others' negative opinions about my integrity are a reflection of their own internal struggle with something. I found that when people feel insecure or threatened in some way, or if nothing else to turn to, they will have a tendency to make more of a dig at others. But the truth is, we have to be the one that constantly builds and rebuilds a strong sense of integrity in us. Well, how do we do that? The biggest way for me is to earnestly seek the path God has called me to, to live out the moral standards that I'm called to live and be steadfast in knowing who I am in Christ when I live a life of integrity. There are several scriptures that I turn to that remind me that we live a life of integrity. We will be held strong in Christ. There's Proverbs 10, 9 which says this in the English Standard Version, whoever walks in integrity walks securely, 
but he who makes his ways crooked will be found out. And then there's Psalm 41, verses 11 and 12, again in the English Standard Version. By this I know that you delight in me. My enemy will not shout in triumph over me. But you have upheld me because of my integrity and set me in your presence forever. Something else I think is important for us to remember here, and I hinted to this earlier, is that our integrity will often be confused by others with our reputation. Our reputation is what others think about us, and to be honest, it is not always a reflection of the honest self we try to put forward. If you're a basketball fan, the name John Wooden might ring a bell. Coach Wooden was synonymous with success and class, and in his book, Pyramids of Success, Building Blocks for a Better Life, he compares integrity with reputation by saying this, reputation is what others think or believe about you. Integrity is what you know or believe about yourself. For some of us, we believe that our reputation is everything. The issue with reputation is that what you show others or what you appear to show may vary greatly from who you are. Integrity is who you truly are, and we learn much about our true integrity in difficult times. Let me ask this. When you have the chance to do something that you are pretty sure nobody else knows about, how do you respond? And honestly, you might think about answering that differently based on the situation. But regardless of what it is, how would you act if you didn't think anybody knew about what you were doing? Answering this question can help you understand what your integrity really is. The comparison of reputation and integrity can be somewhat self-convicting. Sometimes we focus on showing our best to others, but we know there are times we act with less integrity than was appropriate. The challenge is this. When you focus only on reputation, you will do anything you can to keep that reputation up, even if that means sacrificing your integrity. The fact is this. Doing the right thing means sacrificing reputation to uphold integrity. Listen to that again. Doing the right thing means sacrificing reputation to uphold integrity. Keeping your integrity true can honestly be painful sometimes, and the pain from real integrity can sometimes last for a long time. I can think of examples in my own life, and I'm sure you can too, where my integrity has suffered because I focus too much on my reputation. What are other people going to think about me? Versus the true honesty and self-disclosure that comes from reflecting on our true integrity. Why do we want to be such people pleasers? Is it to get ahead? Is it for favors or to be in somebody's good graces? What goes through your head when you think about speaking your mind, asking for what you need, or setting a boundary? When what you say or do defends your integrity but may upset others around you. I am far from perfect. None of us will be perfect. But knowing that our integrity lasts a lifetime while reputation can be lost in an instant is a great motivating factor to focus on my integrity and aspire to have it as a high level that mirrors biblical principles. Abraham Lincoln once said, Your core values are the deeply held beliefs that authentically describe your soul. So what if you fail? What if you stray from the path? What if you put reputation over integrity and do or say something that isn't an accurate reflection of who you want to be? We all need God's guidance and mercy, and you can find restoration and a new beginning through repentance by honoring God 
even starting today. Seek friendships and guidance from others who mirror the integrity you wish to uphold. Remember, integrity means telling the truth even when you know it hurts. Sometimes it involves talking to other people and getting advice. Sometimes it means you have to confront problems even when it would be easier to just walk away. Integrity means forgiving, even when you'd rather stay mad at someone. Integrity is doing what's right, even when you might face public scrutiny. Integrity is who you are, no matter who's around or not around. Oprah Winfrey once said, real integrity is doing the right thing, knowing that nobody's going to know whether you did it or not. God promises us when we live a life of honesty and integrity, he will always be with us. It says this in Proverbs 28. This is the good news translation. Be honest and you will be safe. If you are dishonest, you will suddenly fall. Or in other words, live a life of godly integrity and you will be covered under his arms. Choose reputation and you leave yourself open to falling and failing. So what about you? Are you focused on your reputation? Do you change who you are when people start to talk about you, even if it's not the most flattering? Or is it true integrity that you strive for all the time, even with the short-term pain that may come when you exhibit true integrity? I asked you to consider this week where your integrity lays. And as you do, seek wisdom, guidance, and help from God. Commit your character and integrity to him and ask for his forgiveness first. Ask the Lord for strength to always do the right thing. Ask him to help you be a person of Christ-like commitment and character. That can be your integrity. And if you take a moment to reflect, the answer may become clear and maybe even painfully apparent. But when you choose between reputation and integrity, I pray that you will always choose integrity, and you'll be glad you've done so, and God will bless you because of it. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you back here next time, and we'll have more for you on cue.